This is 36ers Live on SEN. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. And Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. Great to have you back with us, David. Let's go, Chris Simons. As the players just doing a bit better of this, I reckon. Signed lots of autographs of recent times, all hanging around, getting around all the kids at the end, which is excellent. Why wouldn't you celebrate? 35-point victors tonight. Tassie, who've moved to 8-5, and and they've got a significant margin now on... 36 as you just look at the head-to-head -head in this even year and four and nine with halfway through the year you, it's almost like one team Chris Simons you, you know they probably can't catch you unless you know they have a significant turnaround yeah it's it's really disappointing night for for Adelaide we've just asked for some balls to come back out Sunday Dench and Mitch McCarran coming back onto the court to get some shots up of course Mitch McCarran having zero points tonight um, so it's interesting that two of the, the veterans are out here after the game shooting the ball. Mitch McCarran just telling Sunday Dench what he wants him to do. Um, so it's going to be a, a long night, long week for them, I think, back, uh, back in Adelaide. That next game against Cairns won't be able to come quick enough for them. Mm, I did about it. Willis Pony in rendering. Chris Simons and David Lithgow with you. McCarran is working, isn't he? It's always interesting when you see. Look, he's one of the premier players in the, in the game almost, and he has been pretty poor of recent times, it must be said. He's just hit four in a row from the three-point line there. And he, he doesn't look to score. No. That's half the problem. I think when you watch yes. him with the Boomers, he's a totally different player in that setup. To what he is with the, with Adelaide, he's a really aggressive point guard in the Boomers setup, uh, where he's a real conservative point guard for Adelaide, and they really need him to be scoring. stepping up and contributing, and definitely to, to be scoring. Yes, they do. Sunday Ditch as well is putting up a lot of shots as well, and he too is really struggling. They've had some real offensive troubles in the season, the 36ers so far, haven't they? That they struggled up to put winning scores on the board and. They've got Vasilovic got hot a bit the last couple of weeks, which has kept him up with a couple of wins. But, gee, it's been a real struggle, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I think the, the challenge for Sunday Dench is that, you know, he had a really good year uh, where he was playing defence before he got to Adelaide when he was in uh, Sydney. And then he's got to Adelaide. He had a good first couple of years. And now that he's knocking down a couple of shots, he's just trying too hard to score. And I think he's just got to get back to that fabric of being the best defender on the team. Yes. And then being a role player. And if a shot comes, it comes. Tonight, I reckon he had six or seven shots and probably five of them weren't really good looks. So he's just got to wait for the game to come to him offensively and really, really contribute on the other end of the floor. Yeah. I, I like the... Um the work ethic, however. Down the other end, of course, the court is absolutely lined with all young Jack Jumpers fans looking for for hunting autographs. Clint Steindl, Crawford's down there. Walter Brown is a crowd favourite and he struggling to get on the court. You'd like to see that change at some stage. He's got some athleticism. Gee, Flowers. <laughs> He's got some athleticism. Oh, doesn't he? What? He, uh, yeah, well, around the crowd tonight, they've got the new green 
hair. Yes. Hair hats, I think. So uh, even more green in the crowd tonight than the normal. But, you know, the Jack Jumpers, five players in double figures tonight. McDonald, yep. I thought, offensively was, was really solid. Had 15 points and knocked down some, some shots. They out-rebounded Adelaide 55-38. to 38. Now, the Jack Jumpers, as you said in the call, not a big rebounding team. So a lot of that's just lack of work rate from, from Adelaide and lack of boxing out. And the shooting percentages, I mean, Adelaide only got up 64 shots compared to 80 from the Jack Jumpers. You're never going to win a game with that difference. And then the shooting percentage was just 30% from Adelaide to 46 for the Jack Jumpers. And, and the three-point line, Adelaide just had 11 attempts from the three at 18%. The Jack Jumpers, 27 attempts at 37%. So some real differences in, in stats there tonight. Chris is here for Pavilion Sports Bar, Salamanca. Jim McCarran just made another four or five in a row of He's doing little drills where he starts at the top of the arc, runs to the halfway line, runs back, catch and shoot three-pointer, misses that one. He, you're right, he doesn't, he doesn't look to shoot it enough at times, and that is a, a weakness of his for sure. But it's many, one of many weaknesses that Adelaide have got doing. They've got the second half of the season now, of course, to get things going. Here's Nick Marshall. He's going to get out and enjoy some extra time. It's tough when you've, you've got up early in Adelaide, you've flown to New Zealand, you've played over there, you've got up early and flown to Hobart, played a game, been terrible, and now you come back out after the game for some, some extra shooting. But, you know, Kel had zero points, McCarran zero, and Smith Milner, who's been good off the bench lately, also had zero. So when three guys you're, you're relying on to contribute to your score aren't scoring, it's going to be a tough night. Magne played 14 minutes, seven points... Five rebounds, an assist, block and a steal, plus 23. He's yeah, had a bit I of I thought effect, he was really he? good. He I was, think, wasn't yeah, he? And, um, yeah, I think won't be long and he'll be he'll be the starting big man with uh, Marcus Lee providing the backup. Former Tassie Devil, of course, Darren Smith, in the last couple of weeks, since we've had the break, he's gone in to his new role. What does uh, Darren Smith in this job mean to someone like yourself who's been around basketball for the last 30 or 40 years down this way? Oh, he's a, he's a great guy, uh, first and foremost. Um, really approachable. He's obviously you know, had, a, had a strong year, a strong season, a career in the NBL, playing here with the Hobart Devils, uh, played with Sydney for a little while. Um, Did he win a title at Sydney? Did he? Uh, he may have. He and, Jay, he and Jason Sydney, both Shane played Hill's together team. there. Did he get um, that one there? I think he might have. Uh, his daughter, oldest daughter, of course, Alana, doing yes. really great stuff in, in the WNBA. He's got another, a younger daughter who's part was part of the state team this year. Um, but in the you know, commercial operations role for for the Jack Jumpers, you know, he'll bring business acumen. He's you know he's worked at CEO level. He's been working for Basketball Australia, um, travelling the world, going to the national championships. Uh, talking to him earlier tonight, he's going to have a big role on um, reviewing players. Uh, looking at players around the world, thinking about who fits within the, the Jack Jumpers structures and making sure that they continue to build on this playing group that they've got here. Um, but he'll he'll connect with community, he'll connect with kids. He's he's really relatable. Um, so I think it's a great pickup for the Jack Jumpers. I know you've already touched on this. You're really going to struggle when you look at, say, Trey Kill. There's nothing. Zero points, one defensive rebound, turned it over once. He did have one assist. You're not getting enough, are you? No, I thought it was a really strange recruitment from Adelaide when you're only having two imports. And, you know, he's, 
season at South East Melbourne wasn't that impressive. He, he had a couple of games where he was really productive, but he had a lot where he, he was like tonight, contribut contributed nothing. Mm. Um, tonight he was really aggressive the first couple of plays, but then when he didn't score on those, went back into his shell. So, um, you know, when they've, they've only got two imports and one scoring zero points, you're in a lot of trouble. You are indeed. Early results tonight, of course. Sydney, not Sydney, New Zealand suffered a loss to the Phoenix, who are going extremely well. We know Perth have won half a dozen in a row, but the Phoenix have won probably six of their last eight, so they're going quite nicely on the edge of the edge of the top four. 90-79 was that result. So New Zealand on the winner's list against Adelaide on Thursday night. They led for much of that first half today, actually, but... Gee, Williams is having a good year. I saw Creek got going today. Well, New Zealand's got three of the top scorers in the league on averages. Obviously, one's out injured at the moment. Um, but they're just not getting enough from their others. I think uh, Abercrombie's probably at the end of his time, um, really not contributing. So they've got to find something from their local guys if they're going to make the next step. Now, hang on. You told me, you said to me that Perth are going to be second letter. I've just updated it. And late, saying that Tassie is second on the ladder on exact points of Perth, percentage of 107.39. Perth with a percentage of 101.9. Is it a mistake from the NBL? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that ladder is Doesn't based really matter. on that, that ladder is based on percentage, obviously. So. Both played 13 games, mm. both eight wins, both five losses, both with a winning percentage of 61.54. What is interesting is uh, a stat I looked at before the game this week was the away records. Melbourne are undefeated. They've won five away and haven't, and haven't had a loss. Tassie have four wins, three losses away. They're the only two teams with a positive away record. Everyone else has lost very much, lost more than they've won. Tassie now four wins, two losses at home. And whilst there's no easy games in the in the NBL, Tassie do have the easiest run home. They do. So, they do. Um, they've really set their season up well, and if they can continue winning the games that they should win, um, then they're going to be you know top two potentially by the end of the season. Yes, it's all sitting up. Melbourne playing some terrific basketball. They've got Delavadova back from those concussions, of course. Travers has missed a bit of time, but. Let's have a look at this rest of this round, Chris, before mm. we just head to our next break. Melbourne at John Kane tomorrow afternoon at 2pm against Cairns. Yeah. Cairns a little bit better, but... Yeah, they've, they've struggled a little bit. They're, they're still trying to work out, now that they're getting people back, how they, how they work offensively as a group. Miller was really good early in the season, but now that McCall's come back, his, in, his output's dropped a little bit, so they've just got to work out that mix. Uh, Trey Arm, uh, Taryn Armstrong was a little bit disappointing in their last game. Um, so those guard rotations they've got to work out. And then their bigs are still young. You know, they've got the uh, Waterberg and they've got Clintman um, who are very young and you know, physically you know, get beaten up a little bit. So I think Melbourne win that one pretty comfortably. Bullets and Illawarra, of course, the later game tomorrow. Yeah, I think the, I mean, the Illawarra obviously won their last game under their new coach, Justin Tatum, so that's got a little bit of extra international coverage for the NBL, having Jason Tatum's father tweeting about him, uh, Jason tweeting about his father. But I think the Bullets, are, now that they've got some people back, I think they've got three 
Well, certainly two quality bigs, and Rocco's starting to give a little bit of contribution off the bench. I think Bannon's a, a super impressive young guy, and then their guard rotations are, are quality as well. So I think they'll win that one pretty comfortably as and well. As far as next week goes, this time next weekend, Tasmania got another week off. But then they head to New Zealand for next Saturday night. The 36 is a home to the Taipans. The potential there to get a, a little bit of relief, maybe. It's interesting. You know, these jack jumpers, they're a different team. They bat deeper. They've got different alternatives. We have, especially the last couple of weeks, Chris, we've talked about no McDaniel, no Kenyon. Are they missing that guy that literally comes on and devotes himself for 21 minutes to play on Bryce Cotton, like Kenyon used to do, as an example? Yeah, well, Drimmick certainly did it tonight on he DJ did. for Silovich. And, and for the first time this season, they used... Madut as the backup to, to play some of that yes. defensive time. So, and how did you find those minutes? Look, I thought his effort was really good. Yeah, um, a few offensive um, rebounds. Cr crashed the boards uh, and defensively did a did a reasonable job. So, yeah, I think they'll look to build that um, playing time for him potentially as that backup defender. Look at Cal, the Black Pearl over there, just wandering around the second level. Just waving to the fans. He loves, he's an icon down here in Hobart, an absolute pioneer. He's, he's got the baby blue tracksuit. Oh, he looks amazing. With the cat. He's the only person that could get away with wearing the baby blue tracksuit to, to a game. The white Jordan mm -hmm. cap. There's local identity, Ronnie Riggs so. next to him. Big big game that one next week for the Jack yes. Jumpers. They, you know, they don't play their well against side. New Zealand. Yes, it is their bogey season, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, they'll really want to be going over there and getting that win and not, not undoing the good work they've done tonight. So that Tassie, too good tonight, 94-59. So terrific performance, all-round performance very much. They shared the load like we've talked about already. No one in particular getting the big 30 points or the 12 rebounds or the dozen assists. Very much an all-round performance. Milton Doyle led all scorers with a very, let's just call it a really cruisy 20 and a plus 38, if you don't mind. Four rebounds, six assists, a couple of steals to go along with it, of course. McVeigh with 14, Dreaming with 13, McDonald with 15 and 10 to Crawford. Assist leaders was Milton Doyle with six, Crawford had four. And the rebound leaders, Crawford ended up with four rebounds, little man. He had 10, big lead. And it's the dismal look is on the other side where, gosh, where do you turn here for Adelaide? An awful night offensively while he finished with 14. Vasilovic in the end had 15. He got most of them quite late as well. But quite a demoralising 59 points. wonder how the former Sydney Kings star, back-to-back -back titles. He was over at Washington for a fleeting moment. I wonder how he's feeling in the city of churches. He's very well liked, isn't he? Yeah, it was an interesting choice. I mean, he, Sydney had the rights to him, so he could have gone back to, back to Sydney. Uh, yeah, I would expect that he's being paid as a marquee player in Adelaide. Um, as he should. And, look, I think he's, you know, from my time there and speaking to CJ, he's certainly changed the culture in terms of work rate and what, what's expected. The only problem is that some of the others mm. aren't at the same level and don't want to be at the same That's level. That's a problem, isn't it? Yeah, I think they've, I think they've got some real issues at, at Adelaide. Great to have you with us, David Lithgow. 
and Chris Simons. We're going to have a, an interview with Darren Smith a little bit later on the back end. He was with Tassie Breakfast during the week. But Tasmania have got the job done here. 35-point winners. Chris Simons, all thanks to Banjos. And Choices Floor in Hobart will go to a break and come back shortly. What a performance from Tasmania. Brushing off the cobwebs and winning by plenty. 35 points. This is 36ers Live on SEN. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. And Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. Not a great night if you're a 36ers fan, that's for sure. 95, 50, I've lost score, 50, what were we, 59, hang on, 94, 59. Get it right, David, 35 points, the final margin. David Lithgow and Chris Simons with you. Great to have you with us all evening. We're two for the Jack Jumpers now, Chris Simons. They just feel like they're attacking the back end of the season with a lot of gusto now, don't they? Full bill of health too, which is always a good thing. Yeah, I think we've seen the last couple of years that Scott Roth builds his program through the season and, and that appears to be happening again now. People becoming comfortable with their roles Um Magni obviously back, you know, and he's, I think, you know, the last three weeks have been better than, than any period that he's had with the Jack Jumpers. Yes. Uh, but I think it's his best period since he was at the Brisbane Bullets. So they'd be wrapped with what he's, he's giving at both ends of the floor. And I think it's, it's certainly helped Marcus Lee. He's been able to contribute a lot more, um, you know, having, not having to play the big minutes, uh, being able to commit a little bit more at both ends of the floor. So I think if they can keep those two bigs firing... Uh, we know that they've got the guards and, and Jack McVeigh on the perimeter that can do the scoring from that, that side of things. So I think, yeah, they're in a really healthy spot. The big test next week against their, their bogey side, New Zealand. So if they can come away with that win, then they'll really start to steamroll towards the back end of the season. Mitch McCarron, by the way, has put up his 149th and 50th three from the, the left wing. He's shot from the same spot the whole time. He's made most of them in fairness. He just needs to pull the trigger a bit more. Dude, I liked your observation. I think you were pretty spot on about what your summary was. Adelaide, very disappointing. Where to I mean, for the 36ers? Can you give the... I mean, he's knocking all those threes down, but he took one for the game. Yes. You know, he's, he's got to be a lot more aggressive offensively. That's when he's at his, at his best. And, I mean, we clearly don't know what the instructions are from a team point of view. But, um, you know, if he's scoring, then it makes DJ Vasilovic's uh, job a whole lot easier. But... Um, you know, you would hope that you know to, part of tonight's issue was was coming off that road trip, going to New Zealand and then straight across to Hobart. But um, they do have you know some flaws in their in their playing group. You know, up against the top teams, we'll find out next weekend against Cairns whether it was just a, a blip or whether yes. they've got some real issues. Well, we'll be back here not for about another couple of weeks. What is it, Melbourne Friday week? Have I got it? I've just guessing that actually, I probably should have. In fact, I think they're in uh, Perth. Jack Jumpers are in Perth, so they go to New Zealand, then they go to Perth. Yes, and then we're back here on Sun on the Sunday, the seventeenth against Sydney. That's right. So the Jack Jumpers have got Perth and Sydney fifteen days um, on time. the same weekend. So and there's a bit of a flurry of local games, isn't there? Yeah, tough weekend. Tough weekend that one for the Jack Jumpers. Um, so they want to just come through that unscathed and then head into that Christmas period, Christmas New Year period. Great to have you with us tonight. Tassie, too good. They've moved to second on the ladder, will we think? Second or third? 
one of us is not sure. The other one's probably not sure either. Yeah. They're equal on points with Perth, let's just say that. It's been great to have you with us on behalf of Chris and myself. If you're a Jack Jumper fan, jump with joy. Go to sleep with a bit of pride. The local mob have got it done again. We've got some of the highlights coming on, but it was a 35-point victory. They led by 21 at halftime, and we're in complete control on behalf of the team here. Myself, Chris, and Hamish, of course, I bid you a very good night. Here are the highlights from the game. Doyle, he's double-teamed. Picks out the Grimmick's first shot at night and switches to three. Yeah, great start um, for Grimmick. And now him McVeigh off balance and knocks down the three. Hand off here to Grimmick. He'll shoot the three. He's got it. Crawford, now he attacks. Oh, inside with a beautiful pass. The Magnator is fouled. He'll go the line for potentially the three-point play. Bullet-like pass in low to Sunday deck. Should be able to go to work, but then he blows the layup once. But the second time the offensive rebound he gets. And he was fouled. Good defending. While he's got great body position. Rejected by Dan. And then they lose it. Oh, kicks it back out to McDonald. Now McVeigh. Catch and shoot from McVeigh. Friendly roll. Now it's Grimmick. He goes coast to coast. Grimmick! With a reverse layup on the right hand. Gee, they turn it over again here. Gee, they've been awful sloppy. Crawford up top to McVeigh! With a big two-hand jam! And doesn't he like that? McVeigh. McVeigh. Euro step off the glass and yes! Gets it! the foul. He stepped through the traffic. Now Grimmick. Spin move. Takes it into the cup off the glass and the foul. What's Mango set a pick. Instead he pulls up a three. He's got it. Heavens above. 62-25. Milk with 16. Doyle passes it up. Gives McDonald the corner. Bang. Milton Doyle. Oh, what a pass to Lee. Easy to like. And he rips down a two-hand jam. CJ's seen enough. And we'll have a timeout, 71-64. Injured, then they need someone. Oh, what a move. Marshall to the cutting flowers. The up and under, the athleticism on display. Flowers up top. Oh, big rejection for Lee, who stands over the top. He looks in and says, no way through here, son. Now with Milton. Oh, he cooks flowers up to the cup off the glass. McCarran still. Oh, Magno, big rejection from Galloway. But they got the finish. What about the block? Offensive rebound from Christopher. Give to Crawford. He shoots a three. Oh, it's a demolition of the highest order here. Up top to flowers. Oh, that was pretty. The pass was from Marshall. He was up high there, Flowers had to wait till he came down to put the ball in the ring. That'll be the last play of the game. Jim's impressive from the deck jumpers from the get-go. And they're going to win this one really quite comfortably. 94-59.